evening. How you're doing? I am absolutely wonderful and about to cross the WA border soon. So uh, when I do get to the border, we will be pausing for a picture. Um, and, um, and I just was kind of thinking through my head um, around making sure that, you know, I, I kind of got some stuff up on the podcast for you guys. Um, I think I'm going to have a lot of trouble uh, with reception over the next few weeks. So um, I just thought I would get another one under my belt and another little uh, episode. Um, and this was this episode is a follow-on from, not from the Travel Funnies, even though I have a fair few more of those uh, to come, uh, including again this morning, um, lovely conversation with a, a, a gentleman <laughs> kind of kept yelling at me it was very funny but anyway I'll save that for the travel funnies um, not yelling at me in a bad way but just kind of yelling at me in disbelief <laughs> but anyway um, so uh, th this episode is following on from you know the, the stress one and they're, they're different levels so you know how we talked a little bit about um, tolerance and you know how there's like stress and overwhelm and pain and and then trauma and then prolonged trauma and these can lead to lots of different types of um, experiences including you know like CPTSD, PTSD, you know like developmental trauma all the things um, but there are different layers of, of, of pain and that was one of the biggest um, you know things I wanted to get across is around that tolerance level and what we're labeling things with um, do you know because if we're labeling labeling everything as a trauma um, we're not you know we're, we're making it one difficult to assess the severity of things um, and two we're orientating ourselves to we really struggle with some overcoming um, you know the, the different things that can happen in life um, so th this one too is is really just to dive in a little bit more around um you know around identity um and the reason why is because um a common thread that i see and that i believe is is a result of, of, of some of these um some of these painful events um and, and and inability to overcome these painful events um is a, a distrust uh, that occurs in, in itself. Um, so, for instance, someone doesn't have a really strong identity, um, and and that's not to say like I think I think I should probably kind of define off identity. Uh, to me, identity is something that's fluid. It's 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 not necessarily fixed because we're we're continuously um, growing. Um, and evolving I believe um, I don't believe we become fixed I think there's a foundation that is created in the first say 30 years of life we get a bit of a foundation and a framework and and that can become a bit more solid um, but it is a 30 year type <laughs> evolution um, and then you know like a, like I always say that like in Australia you get your, your learners for your driver's license and you're on that for a few years and then you're on your P's which is your like your probationary for a couple of years and then you're on your opens or whatever so I always kind of use that same analogy with life so the first 30 years you're on your L's <laughs> and then the next 20 years you're on your P's and then after that you're on your opens do you know so um you've, you've mastered it um <laughs> as they say um because I think that you know like the first 30 years of life is to me is really about learning and making lots of mistakes and having lots of fun and you know like and, and, and finding out what you like and what you don't like and you know um, really shaping your life um, and, and then if you, if you haven't done that <laughs> that's where I think we see the midlife crisis is happening um, do you know uh, so and I think the the, the the identity stuff for me is is really about you know an ability to rely on yourself and trust yourself that you oh this is very bumpy um, that you can overcome 
do you know that you can work through difficult like you can work through difficulties or challenges and and you can take risks and you know like there's like anchor within yourself that you know and a foundation within you that that is a place of strength so a lot of the time when I'm talking to people they don't have those anchors they don't necessarily have those anchors in themselves or they don't necessarily have those anchors in their family either um do you know so, so they can feel like really um like decisions life decisions or you know processing things and, and, and emotions and all the things um can be really quite difficult when there's not like a solid anchor or not a, a fixed point within you that that is uh that you have that trust um so because you're not trusting your inner self um, you know, your inner self is, is nine times out of ten a bit of a monster. Um, do you know, like in the sense that it's 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 created and somewhat and sometimes it's created by external, um, you know, solely external influences. Like so, for for instance, um, you know, um, when people don't trust themselves, they they let other people make decisions for them. They do you know they don't. You know they consult everybody <laughs> and um, you know the majority rules not necessarily that they actually are making the decisions for themselves um, let me just turn off this <laughs> CV that started to get a bit naughty my apologies um, uh, you know I, I just think that so when we have a distrust within ourselves we battle everything we argue with ourselves. We argue with what we feel. We have judgments on what we're saying or we're doing or, or how we're living our lives. Um, and those judgments and those the, the, what's happening is often they're not connected to, um, you know, us. Nine times out of ten, they're, they're societal expectations or they're, you know, um, social media influencing us on, on what our lives should be, um, who your partner should be, what things should look like, you know what kind of clothes you should be wearing, um, all, all of those things, do you know? And and the other side of that is also, like, and as I say, there's always two sides, do you know? Like, there's always two different extremes, do you know? There's the the inability to make decisions, and then there's the, the opposite to that, where, you know, um, you're, you're, you're able to kind of make decisions, but you're making decisions based solely off what you think other people around you want you know and you're assessing that and you're making those assumptions and then you're living your life based off that you know so you're not necessarily still again you know living your life from the truth within yourself and that trust within yourself so you know the people don't trust their gut instincts things like that like they, have, they don't have that inner compass um or they're do have that inner compass but they ignore it or they don't trust it um they place their trust in in external things um you know and and sometimes like i, I do see a lot of effects from social media um you know in terms of how that influences people and like some of this is it's really important to know that like a lot of this is not necessarily like a full conscious awareness of how you're being influenced you know like it's it's when someone sits back and, and sees what information they're feeding their brain and, and what understandings and how that influences how they see the world um do you know like so so even example like you know if you watch if you watch the news every day um you're gonna pretty you're gonna pretty much think the world is pretty is pretty fucked up <laughs> do you know like and and you because it only focuses on all these bad things it's a it's a it's a record of, of, of the worst of the worst and, and, and a record of clickbait, do you know, because it's, it's, it's the worst of the worst, but it's also how much they can plump it up, um, which is, of course, concerning. But if you're only ever seeing that, do you know what I mean? You, you're going to perceive the world as a very dangerous place, and it's not. Do you know, you're getting like like 0.1% of whatever in the entire universe do you know um and yes there are like i don't want to also underestimate that the world is in a very precarious place at the moment and and people are you know like we're going to go either either way <laughs> you know it's kind of a bit of a, a scary scary place 
Um, but at the same time, you know, if you don't watch the news so much and you talk to those people around you and you connect with people, there is actually a lot of good there. Um, and I, I have hope in that. <laughs> so back to this identity stuff, right? So, like, for example, when someone has anxiety, they have a real distrust in themselves. And that distrust is actually an argument or a battle with what they're feeling, thinking, and doing. Do you know what I mean? And they're trying to, like, they try to think their way out of things. Um, but the thinking is not from a rational logical part of their brain it's from a place that's in survival mode it's from a place that's in threat mode so it's only ever assessing danger it's not actually having a logical assessment of things because it's 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 in a state of alarm do you know anxiety can keep us in a state of alarm and same with um, stress and overwhelm like it keeps us in this state of threat and go 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 um, but at the same time, like, you know, that also orientates someone to, like, be in that threat state all the time, but not actually trust themselves. And, and some of this trusting yourself and finding the, the voice within you, you know, like, is, is super important. Um, because... In terms of you like having a healthy relationship with yourself, it has to begin with trust and also liking yourself. Do you know, wherever you are, like it doesn't have to be pretty. <laughs> Do you know, like in the sense that to me, healing is always messy. It's meant to be messy because it's reflective of the pain that you've felt. So um, honor whatever mess that looks like and allow yourself to have it. Um, don't argue with it because the, the self-trust too to me is also connected with the ability to feel like you're in control and anxiety is heavily influenced by control as well because people have a false sense of control because they think and think it through do you know what I mean but they're not thinking it through they're just playing it over and over and over and over in their head nine times out of ten and trying to come up with different scenarios or, or, or whatever or you know like the 20 different scenarios to the one one situation and then you know none of them actually happen but you've spent four days thinking about it or whatever um, because you're not actually trusting your ability just to go in and work it out because like it always actually works out and it's never ever like what it is in your head um, so the, the trust is important and also that that you know, when you trust yourself, you're also actually gaining that control over yourself. You're not being so out of control through the chaos of the thinking and the processes and the things that you need to do to be able to, you know, go to work or talk to someone or, you know, leave your house or whatever, whatever the, 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 the challenge is for you on that day. So um, I'm hoping that this is kind of, making sense in terms of you know the trust and control and the things that we need um so like how you actually kind of try to bring that in to your world more is actually having action action and then recognizing it so the more like more action you can have without like all the hoopla that you put into thinking or being threat driven or any of that kind of stuff um, the more simple action that you have the more you can actually go hang on a minute I did that hang on a minute I did that do you know and actually having a real assessment from that base of action not from that base of everything is a threat so um, action is one of the key things like that's the best thing to fight anxiety to is action um, like stop thinking about it do it that's that, that that's that's really what it is do you know um, start small like if you're if you can't leave your house then stand on your front porch for a bit but then the next day you stand on your you know you stand on your grass and then the next day do you know like you keep pushing yourself um, in action 
an action can be small, but it's got to it's got to have growth behind it. Do you know, like if getting out of bed is hard, get out of bed, get back into bed. Next day, get out of bed and go to the bathroom, or go in the lounge room, make a cup of tea, then go back to bed. Then the next day, it's about the front porch. Do you know, like you've got to have growth. Um, so the same with, you know, like if you're feeling really anxious and isolated and you're working from home and, you know, like you, it's, it's, you know, your mind is, is going cuckoo, cachoo. Um, that's my favorite word for crazy. Because um, we're all a little crazy. Um, you know, like if you're having a bit of cuckoo, cachoo, then you, you, you need to maybe go to the office for the day. Um, do you know, like you need to have some exposure to people to push yourself. Uh, to sit, have normal conversations, water cooler conversations, you know, about, hey, how are you going? If, you, if you're struggling to what to say, like, come up with three different statements that you'll say, that you'll ask people. Hey, how was your weekend? Do you know, like, don't you have a dog? What's your dog's name again? Like, whatever that kind of stuff is, do you know, like, come up with some small talk conversations that are helpful for you if, if, if you know, it's social anxiety to say, um, uh, so that there's there's growth, and then you can be impressed and proud of yourself, and keep on that momentum of action. Inaction is not your friend um, in any of this, because that's actually how you build that trust back into yourself. Is that you know you, you've been able to have a chat with someone about their dog. You don't care about their dog, but you've stood there, you've paid attention, you've shown interest, you've been able to engage in that. You know, and then you've gone back to your desk or whatever, um, and that's you know for someone with social anxiety, good job, well done. Congratulate yourself, and then a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, and know that that's going to create a little bit of a emotional hangover. That's okay. Participate in your hangover, but then keep going. Um, I think that you know, like if you want to know more about that kind of stuff, my my course on anxiety goes into that a lot more in a lot more depth like it can be around anxiety or stress really um but i think that you know it is it is important um to see and understand that um uh you you have the power to to be able to take control through little um, little moments um, that build into big ones um, so having that that trust is super important but you've got to have growth in that trust and trust doesn't happen overnight right and um, you know it comes from those little moments you recognizing those little moments but also knowing that you know when you are when you are doing this like it's never going to be as bad as where you've been and that's 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 one of the important things is is at the moment if this is if this is something you're struggling with right and you don't have that you're dysregulated and you don't have that trust in yourself um do you know like it's going to be better from here as soon as you start doing something because you've been frozen in that you've like frozen in it and action is the best thing to actually get you out of that any type of action so I would focus on what am I trying to avoid and how can I take little steps towards that that would be that would be really key um, now I've just pulled over so I just need to um, take a photo of a giant boab tree um, so please give me a moment thank you for your patience even though you don't even know that you were patient that was very pretty um, so uh, yeah I just kind of touched on and kind of diverged a little there around the identity stuff but I, I, I'm pretty sure that the, the, some of that is a is some good examples and some good suggestions um, so and and remember like my biggest thing is always keep it simple keep it simple do not do big stuff small and simple achievable do you know like they're, they're the things that are to, to focus on um, I believe um, so like with identity it's also you know like the way you as a human being is influenced you know and your own self-respect because there's also like you know like because we've kind of talked a little bit about that you know that self-trust and and um and 
the mental and the, the, the emotional a little bit. Um, but, you know, like self-trust is also, um, you know, in your body. Um, and the, like, so the ability to trust your body to, you know, run up a hill or the ability to trust your body to show up for you and dig in and, you know, like the, the same with around, um, like your relationship to your body. Um, you know, like a, a lot of like, you know, for example, body dysmorphia and things like that and how that's influenced by social media or magazines or, or, or um, you know, uh, perfectionism and comparisons and all the things, right? Um, now, the reason why I'm bringing this up is literally because, um, you know, like a lot of young women these days and young men are doing things with their bodies that they actually don't want to do, do you know? Like, there, 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 there's not a, like, there's a missing in the value system. Um, do you know, for, for instance, um, so I talk to a lot of young women and a lot of young men who, and teenagers who, are, you know, they're in relationships or they're not in relationships and, and they're in them and they don't know why. Um, do you know, maybe because a friend's told them or, do you know, like, or um, it's because of what the society or whatever their beliefs or expectations or, do you know, they've, they've collected these unconscious biases, right, from social media around what should look like. Um, you know, and, and, and a lot of the time these, you know, these young women and men are, are, are like they're, they're debilitated by um, the, um, the struggles to make decisions, you know. So they're like, you know, the same with um, how sexualized they are and what they're doing in those relationships and, you know, like how... Um, you know how heavily influenced they are by porn because they've seen porn at such a young age and they've got really distorted attachment uh, issues around that do you know and around uh, what relationships look like and, and there's also quite a lot more violence um, and control and, 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 and all of that kind of those kinds of distortions that are, that are becoming more and more and more and more these days um, you know like so uh it is it is really um it, it's a very difficult topic um because there's so many it's very layered um but i do think that the self-trust is and and your identity um is also mixed up in some of that you know and, and, and confused and convoluted by how um you know, uh, like people are being raised by social media, you know, um, and those those unconscious biases that sit in there and, and what should be expected and what shouldn't be expected um, from those relationships, you know, and and um, uh, both women and, 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 and men are doing things that they, they actually, with their bodies and with their hearts, that they actually don't want to do and, you know, like it's not... Um, but they think that that's what's what's expected of them when that's not the case, and and that's also like that. There's a real gap in values too. Do you know, like a gap in like how like self-respect. Do you know, um, like I, I I had this. <laughs> Sometimes I need to learn to keep my mouth shut. But anyway, like I was uh, in the in, uh, staying in a caravan park, um, and the in the bathroom, and there was some young girls in there. And, I mean, maybe about fifteen or sixteen bit older I don't know um, and um, one of the young girls uh, she just took her, her shirt off um, and the other one was like you know hey <laughs> uh, and she the, the young girl announced um, she's just like I have no shame I have no shame um, do you know and, uh, and I, I couldn't help myself but I said to her um, it's, it's not about shame it's about respect and she kind of was like, meh, about respecting me. And I'm like, no, 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 no. It's about self-respect. It's about you respecting yourself. It's about seeing your body as a gift and not everyone should be able to see that gift. And um, there was a bit of silence for a while. <laughs> um, and, you know, that silence was, um, 
pounds, I think, pretty big for all of them. Um, and, um, you know, like it just, it, I don't know if that was new to them or whatever or kind of whatever, but, you know, their silence said a lot to me. Um, and then I wish them a happy holiday and off I trotted. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, and that's one of the big things is, is um, like, understanding your body and having a healthy connection to your body not a battle is very important in that trust you know whether we're talking about whether we're talking about clothes or fashions or food or um, relationships or um, you know exercise or you know like any of those types of things or drinking or drugs or, or whatever whatever like your body that whole your body is a temple and I am not a Buddha nor am I like you know in, into all that stuff but I do agree in, in the premise and the principle that your body is a temple do you know what I mean it is something that has to be cherished and honored and, and have you know a compassionate and loving relationship with your body N not a battle and again, do you know, like that adds, adds, adds that extra layer of distrust if you are battling and fighting with your body, um, do you know, and you're making your body do things that you don't want to do, do you know, so the, and, and, you know, that creates a trauma in itself um, because underneath all of that is the trauma and, and, and pain and, and all, the, all the things are actually, you know, the... the, the physical symptoms of those are held in your body do you know like in the pain and if you're ignoring if you're ignoring that pain or you're pushing it down or you're refusing to believe it or you're arguing with it or you're battling with what you should be doing or you're you know or you or you're having you know you're doing um things in in relationships that are, are not things that you want to do and you know like you've got that self-loathing and, and and that's creating and you know like all the other different types of ways that that coping mechanisms that people use um, uh, uh, only adds another layer to that and, and this is this is pretty big at the moment you know not at the moment it's been big for a while I think I think that it's just getting a bit bigger and I do think that you know the sexualization of children and, and, and porn and all of that kind of stuff is, is also heavily influencing what is a normal uh, relationship and what someone should expect out of a normal relationship and um, do you know like <laughs> yeah and, like it freaks me out but the amount of times that I've heard from children that they've learned about sex ed from porn um, do you know like kind of makes me really want to punch people <laughs> and I'm not a violent person <laughs> um, but do you know like if, if that's the basis for your sex education, right? Uh oh. Um, you know, like that's that's mind-boggling, but it's so rampant. You know, like with you know ten-year-olds and even younger. You know, and, and and you know if you computers these days, and and you know like this. The access to sexualized or pornographic, um, you know, and then the, the information is just enormous, which is very scary. Um, but it also it orientates people in a certain way and in certain attachments, and you know, or I should say, deattachments, because it deattaches and disconnects the person from themselves, really. Um, and and then it gets to extremes where they have to go to different types of extremes in relationships and things like that to be able to get off as such um, but also it becomes more about uh, um, like you know uh, like an emotional regulation um, too and, and, and sex becomes about a, an ability to a uh, coping strategy um, rather than you know rather than a, you know a connection and loving relationship with, with another um, you know with, with purposeful intimacy and, and, and um, you know all all the love feels um but it, it disconnects you know like it really it disconnects children and i'm using the word children right because um you know one it robs them from their childhood but two um like eight nine ten year olds are, are, are sexualized these days and, and and have 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 seen um different levels of porn um, i think the the stats are just atrocious but 
but anyway so that is also having that real disconnection from uh, emotional experiencing do you know um and and keeps it in a real um uh like kind of mechanical but also like uh kind of aggressive an aggression place um do you know so and 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 control and power rather than um do you know choice and participation and 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 sharing and and giving someone a gift and you know like i know like some people will be like oh my god the fuck is she talking about but there's a big element of attachment missing in the world attachment like self-trust to you and attachment and connection are actually the most important things you know when you're born there's skin on skin is about connection and bonding like we we are born to bond we are born to connect and be in communities um do you know except that when you know the world is is, is <laughs> the world is stifling those through screens and look i'm i'm on social media like i you know I'm not I'm not against it. I'm I'm I think it's important that people understand its impacts. Um, and understand that it really it it, it, it it takes away like learning, um, do you know, uh, for for young people, I think. Um, I mean there's great things about it too, but at the same time like it's abused, do you know, and it infiltrates and you know, like there's lots of, you know, I don't, I don't think, believe in all those, like all those bullshit conspiracy theories and stupid stuff like that. I just think that, you know, you do something long enough, it, it, it influences you, full stop. You know, if you spend, if you spend eight hours a day on your phone, holy dooly, what shit are you being fed? And oh my God, you're a product of Google. <laughs> um, anyway. So, just to recap, like around that, you know, like around um, that that self trust, but the ability to trust your body and, 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 and you know see your body as 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 that temple or as that gift, um, you know, because it, the different ways in which we can be robbed from that relationship with ourselves, and then the consequences to that, because also. There's, you know, the consequences to some of the stuff is, you know, like inability to have a healthy relationship, you know, um, inability to, you know, body dysmorphia stuff, to see yourself in a certain way, do you know, like there's, you've, you've got to go, like, like sometimes I think when we, when we talk about developmental trauma, I think people who've been exposed to porn as a child, do you know, like to me that creates developmental trauma. Um, do you know because it causes a delay in your attachment learnings do you know when it causes uh, a, a big a big gap in your ability to connect and have healthy relationships um, so uh, it, you need to go back um, and you need to be able to go back and relearn um, and establish new ways of attachment which again take trust because the the ability to love someone well is the ability to, to trust yourself do you know that that to me like you know it's the same with confidence there's that um you know i can't remember what the quote is um, or who who said it but someone really smart <laughs> so i think it was a lady <laughs> um do you know like a bird will land on any branch or twig or whatever it doesn't it doesn't actually care um, if it breaks because it always has the ability to trust its own wings do you know and I, I always find that that quote matches so much around do you know like it's not about what you're facing it's not about um you know what you know relationships or anything like that but um if you if you can trust yourself like it won't matter if you fall because you can trust yourself to pick up again you know and to move through it so take the leap but so many people don't they 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 stay they stay in this box um do you know and they you know 
they go into relationships that aren't necessarily very healthy and you know they, they don't step outside of of their um, their realm and, and and they you know they're very or unhealthy relationships or toxic relationships or also very, um, you know, at times violent relationships as well. Um, do you know, and, 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 and often it's quite reflective of how they treat themselves, um, do you know, because internally they're quite hard or mean or um, in terms of the, the relationship that they have with themselves. So I guess really what I'm getting to is, is that trust is also about that compassion for yourself and where you're at do you know like you could be at the worst day of your life great have some compassion for yourself and kindness and celebrate exactly where you're at because you have survived and now what's the next step of you reclaiming your life because it's not going to be the same it's not allowed to be the same um yeah now i'm just i'm coming up on the border so i'm gonna pause and i'll pick you back up I'll pick you back up in WA. Um, so, past the border, <laughs> um, lost all my salads and um, cabbage and manaraka honey. <laughs> um, quarantine, okay. So, slight detour to find some food. Um, because I just lost all of my food <laughs> but that's that's all good I can do that because there's the turn off I'm meant to take and we are not taking that turn off because we're doing a little detour um, so basically I think that self-trust kind of like expressed what um, what I think that is and um, we're just slowing down for a little bit. Um, and um, I'm just concentrating for a moment just to see what this particular person is, is up to. Um, I'm not sure if they know where they are Which is quite interesting because it's one road. <laughs> Do you know, it's one road. Um, so, uh, internal compass. It's interesting talking about the internal compass while someone's trying to figure out their compass. Um, uh, but basically, um, trying to trust your internal compass and trust yourself um, is 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 important. And. Um, I think that knowing, like having a sense of knowing around what you want and what you desire and what you hope and what you wish and all of this kind of stuff because, you know, um, and creating that, like actually create a list, you know, set some goals. Like I know I keep talking about setting goals and things like that, but when you can set something and achieve it, it does build an enormous amount of trust, do you know? And, and they, the small goals are, are important, um, you know, and, and being able to measure them. Because at the same time, like at the moment, you've got to remember what you're feeding your brain is shit. So if you try to feed it, uh, you know, healthy goals and you're achieving them and you're seeing them and you're marking them and you're understanding them and you're noting them, that's what you're feeding your brain. Like, because there's an unconscious amount of stuff being put into your brain that from all different angles that that your brain is using as a bar do you know so and and you're measuring yourself against so but if you're actually creating some of those bars and expectations and you're meeting them and they're written down and you're working towards them and you're seeing all of that it's feeding your brain something different and it's feeding your brain more information about you rather than information about the external world that you know is not is not you so um and and if you don't know start really small like you know like if you kind of like really unhappy in your career or something like that start really 
small like you know have a chat to someone about careers talk to someone about their job do you know what, what is it like what, what what's an average day as a banker i don't know it's an average day as a therapist well what's an average day as a professional tourist <laughs> that's my new job that's what i'm going to start telling people like when everyone because at the moment when people ask me like i'm in that remote areas and people actually say to me what do you do when i say i'm a therapist like i can see the fear in their eyes and there's like a stone cold silence and then aha uh -huh, change subject <laughs> which is really quite funny so but i get it um you know and people always are like oh my god you're gonna be in our heads and blah blah no I'm not like do you know my job is a therapist my life is not being a therapist do you know like Jesus Christ as I say to everyone I'm I'm like quite busy screwing up life myself do you know and, and practicing and making mistakes and having a wonderful time doing it all and um, do you know because that's what life should be um, I'm far from perfect, but I am the best expert on me. Just like you are the best expert on you. And you need to take back that expert role for yourself. And that's where really a beautiful segue back into your identity, self-trust, compassion and respect for where you're at. Do you know? And loving where you're at. Start by a beginning is a beginning is so much important just as an ending is you know um, but note your beginning um, and you know like turn that negative Nancy in your head or whatever into the, the, the best cheerleader that you've ever had you know who encourages you who accepts failure and mistakes and forgives do you know like I think Starting where you're at is having a real honest check-in with yourself. Um, and if you're not happy, you are the only person that can do something about that. You know, true happiness comes from within. It doesn't come from external. You know, it doesn't come from external at all. It comes from within. So... Um, you know, compassion for yourself is, is, is a beautiful gift that you can give yourself. Compassion for, you know, how hard you've fought or the, the pain that you've lived or that you're still living or that you're being tortured by every day, you know. responsibility is to do more <laughs> do you know like in the sense of when you know when you have a bit more insight into yourself it's about actually using that using that as your power using that as fuel um, to to actually have the life that you want do you know like no one is gonna do it for you do you know like there's not gonna be any therapist any pill any whatever do you know Unless it's that core relationship with yourself and it's a loving one. You know, like, you gotta love the best parts of you and the shit parts of you too, because we all have them. Uh, and if we can have some compassion and be able to laugh at ourselves when we're being, you know, pig headed and stupid and stubborn, and <laughs> well, then a few of my lovely little favourites, um, do you know? And um, and just that acceptance, uh, you know. And you know, for for young people, it is it's truly about you know find some role models, find some people who impress you, right? Um, because of their values, because of how they're living their life, because of you know because they're, they're good people, right? And work towards it. Do you know, like, if someone, if a role model of yours is an influencer, there's a problem. Do you know, choose someone who's done something, who aspires to something. Do you know, who actually has had to fight in certain ways. Um, 
you know, to be able to, that, that can relate to your world. So, you know, like if you're idolizing someone who could never ever relate to your world, nor do they give a shit about your world, why are you doing that? You know, like, um, like I think it's the same with criticism and things like that, or if someone's giving you shit, do you know, if they're giving you shit or they're pulling you down, like, do you respect them? Are they are they putting themselves out there like you? Are they trying as hard as what you are, or are they just sitting in their shit and pulling everyone else down around them? Do you know, because if someone if someone's pulling you down, and that's who they are, like, does their voice matter, or do you smile and nod? Do you know, there's a amount of people that, like, for instance, when I published my books, there was many people that. Um, you know, that, that really encouraged me, that really understood what I was trying to do and that would connect and talk to me about it. But there was also a lot of people who, um, who, who didn't understand, didn't get it. And that, that's okay, um, you know, but, but, but they also like to give feedback, you know, and, and my books aren't for everybody. Do you know, they're, they're not like a cross-section of like everyone's going to love them. People, some people are going to friggin' hate it. Like, but Jesus, love me loudly. The first part of the book, like the first half of the book is her having a massive um, <laughs> anxiety attack. That would send anyone bonkers if they don't understand anxiety. They'd be so frustrated. But they'd only know that if they'd had a conversation with me about it. Do you know? The same with that the, there's, there's, you know, there's, there's information in there about their sexual relationship, right? Um, and, and the reason why that's in there is because anxiety controls people even in their most intimate moments. Do you know, like uh, often, um, you know, uh, people who are crippled with anxiety, you know, their intimate connections with people are at pure anxiety driven and purely about the other person and purely about a distrust within themselves. Um, so, you know, like in the book, I wasn't, you know, it's a love story with, with anxiety in it. I'm not going to ignore that. Do you know, I'm not gonna gonna try and bring that out, and, and of course it's a fiction, so it confuses people. But you know, having conversations with me and connecting with me about it helps people to understand what I was actually trying to achieve there. But I had a I had a fair few people, and people from the field, you know, like other therapists, kind of like ring me up and you know, like give me feedback without even reading all the book or without even understanding it. And the, the feedback was pretty, you know, it was pretty cutting, really. Um, which is which is fine, but at the same time, like that's one of the things is is they didn't understand it. They didn't understand what I was trying to do. Um, you know, they didn't understand what I was trying to do for people who who are anxious in relationships. You know, and and how they they have a lot of unhealthy relationships. You know, um, and and um, do a lot of things that they don't want to uh, because they're they're. They live in that distrust and that fear-based and, you know, they're extremely anxious about, you know, their partners or, or whatever else, you know, or they initiate sex to avoid intimacy and things things like that. So, you know, um, and I think that's an important part of, of, of grappling with anxiety, um, you know, and, and grappling with that distrust. So I wasn't going to ignore that in, in trying to, like, show that connection as well. Also trying to bring in some of the naked cuddling kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, um, a, a lot of people had a lot of things to say and, and I did listen, you know, I listened to a, a number of different types of feedback and suggestions but, but some mattered and some didn't based on the fact of how I respected those people or also what they knew of the topic, Do you know, because if, if some people didn't understand the topic or didn't understand what I was trying to do or, or wouldn't engage in a conversation with me about it, um, I just, I listened and I smiled and I nodded and I thanked them for their feedback and then I never for, <laughs> forgot it, <laughs> Do you know, but, but some people who were really interested in that and understood it and, you know, like there was a, a number of people who, um, who reached out, um, you know, which I'm super thankful for because the book, like one woman said to me, it, it's like you've written my life, you know, which is, is so, so very humbling for me, um, you know, and, and she felt so connected and understood, um, you know, like in that, that, tick, that, that ticks all the boxes, you know, um, so yeah, like I think understanding that feedback understanding how you make choices and how you live your life and how you 
assess things and you know like that's a good tip you know about when you're trying to trust yourself and what that looks like um is, is to be able to you know like when someone's trying to influence your life do you respect them are they living by the similar values if you want to understand your values like just google some values and and help and and do some research like you know some like uh, integrity is super important to me same with respect like you know self-respect but respect for others as well um you know respect your elders that's massive um you know like some of those real simple ones are really important for me um you know and um dignity like i think dignity is super you know and then so for me also as a therapist and you know old old school youth worker um you know social social justice principles super important um you know like in, in terms of how i work and 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 also about like that, that ethical decision making and things like that and you know and sometimes my values out you know my values kind of pull the <laughs> pull the handbrake and and um and i can't you know i can't go down a certain you know a certain avenue or any of that kind of stuff because it's against my values and, and that's actually okay um it's, it's good to it's good to say no you know like it is healthy to say mm, that's not me um so yeah so I, I hope that you've enjoyed this this uh episode today um sorry about the stopping and starting but it, it's actually been really good to, to stop and start so um it's felt it's felt really smooth uh so i am um gonna be like uh, doing some really a, a lot more remote so i'm not sure how i'm gonna upload or the time frames or things like that so um the next one i want to talk about um is i want to dive more into emotions and experiencing in that sense so um I hope you have enjoyed this chat and look forward to uploading more when I'm back in range. Um, I'm currently going to be, like I'm doing the Bungle Bungles and Lake Air, not Lake Air, Lake Argyle, um, you know, so it's very exciting for me. So cool to be in WA, except, you know, like it's now, I've lost two hours, so um, super early instead of being, you know, uh, like lunchtime now 10 <laughs> so anyway um yeah uh yeah take care of each other any questions hit me up on the email or you know connect with me on the socials and um yeah hope you hope you all have a lovely rest of the day see ya